Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It is the Tiger Woods show right here on the Believe Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? Cam Rogers with you. I'm alongside Bridget Whalen as always. And we are always your Tiger Woods experts. Be sure to subscribe to this very podcast if it is the first time you're joining us. Also, leave a review, tell your friends, and spread the word here as we have plenty of great content coming your way in 2021. Be sure to hit us up on social media as well. I'm on Twitter, at MrRogers99, and on Instagram, at MrRogers98. You can follow Bridget, at Bridget K. Waylon. Lots to talk about on this show. More on the Tiger Woods documentary On HBO, it is stirring quite the controversy out there amongst us normal people, if you will, and amongst the people who are actually in the documentary and in the golf media world. So we'll talk about that later in the program. Some other news across the PGA Tour, the 2022 PGA Championship no longer being played at Trump National Golf Club. What is the fallout with that? Some news about the Masters and patrons. A recap of the Tournament of Champions from last week, and then a look ahead to the Sony Open. Bridget and I will give our predictions for that. But first, a shout out to our friends at Bet Online. Yes, the NBA and college basketball are back. We have the NFL playoffs rolling along the divisional round this weekend. So with all of that going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in. So if you're someone thinking about perhaps picking the Lakers to repeat as NBA champions or someone to upset Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs during this playoffs, You need to go to betonline.ag. I'm giving you guys another free pick, if you will. I am taking the Packers over the Rams, minus seven. The Rams are the underdogs there. So I am taking the Packers to win outright and cover minus seven this weekend. I like them a lot against that Rams defense. Even though the Rams defense is playing really well, the Packers offense is the elite, and I don't think the Rams can keep up. So with that, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online, and you have the online casino as well. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Okay, so first up here on the show, we are back to the Tiger Woods documentary, which continues to create a stir on social media, on golf, Twitter in particular. You have people really either on two sides of the aisle here. It's great. It's humanizing of Tiger Woods. It really is fantastic cinema, if you will. And then you have the other aisle Wow, this is like overdramatic. The people who made this clearly don't know Tiger Woods. There's nobody inside his inner circle that are actually on this documentary. This is a hit piece. Then you have some people in the middle as well who perhaps haven't seen it. So 
I welcome on Bridget Whalen, fresh off of watching part one of this documentary. I admittedly have not seen it, and I will tell you all right now, I don't know if I plan to, especially given what Bridget thinks of this very documentary. And Bridget, I want to talk about this because, yes, it is really a big debate amongst the layman out there, but now you're seeing even golf media members go at each other on social media about the effectiveness of this documentary. So first off, welcome in. And secondly, you watched it recently and you have some fiery thoughts. I did. I watched it last night. So I was a day late. Um, the documentary as a whole has a huge gaping hole in it. It's a two-part documentary, so we've only seen the first half, but thus far, my viewpoint is that whoever was behind the production of this, whoever um, compiled the, the voices that we hear in it, the people that we hear from in it, are, are not Tiger people. <laughs> They're not only not fans of Tiger, I would say that the people, the opinions and the viewpoints that we get are so one-sided to only one part of, of who Tiger as a person is. It really sort of makes him out to, and this is, I'm not like saying this lightly, like I'm, I'm actually really saying this, the documentary makes him out to be someone on the level of like a Bernie Madoff, a Jeffrey Epstein, people who have done horrible things. Like a pure criminal. Uh, yes, cl like clearly whoever was behind this has has painted a picture in their head of Tiger that is dark, that is not light. Not only is it is it dark, it's depressing and sad. The whole vibe of the documentary was very gray. It was yeah. very negative. Um, and I, I do agree with you that sure, it, it makes Tiger human and it gives this humanistic element, but I'd like to ask, do we need that anymore? <laughs> I know, at this like, point. <laughs> right, like, hasn't he been humanized enough? And and I say that in, as not a Tiger fan, I just say that as a compassionate human. The first, like, 10 seconds of the documentary had him from 2017 when he got his DUI had him sort of walking in that not straight line at in a jail at you know at wherever he was taken whether I don't know where it was I assume it was some sort of jail or courthouse and he's just and like that's how you're gonna open up your documentary he's just like seen in such a horrible light and and that was something that we found out afterwards he wasn't really like doing it on purpose. He had a cocktail that he was trying to get sleep. He has back issues, like give the guy a break. It, I really, I started it and I saw that video clip and I was like, oh man, like we are, we are going negative here. Every single music track was sad. And like every, every single track of music that played in this documentary could be played at a funeral. Um, I so it was kind of like what we alluded to last week, Bridget, about the Hollywood drama and just the over-the-top nature of everything. Yeah, I I feel like it. Sure, it is a very theatrically framed piece. Um, but if you follow golf and if you know the enormity of what Tiger has done for the game, and not just him as 
as an athlete, him as a person, him as a, it's just, it's so crazy to me. And like, he says it in his interview with Oprah that he is someone who, when he was, this was going way back, but there was a clip in the documentary that he is someone who is going to transcend the game being African-American, being Asian, like being being different in golf, if you want to put it at that, like he was, and he did that. And he, he broke down barriers. He really did. So for me, it's like so weird that we're going to frame him as like a, the byproduct of this manipulative, creepy, pain in the ASS man, like that's how we're going to frame Tiger Woods. Okay. So if we're going to go that far to frame it like that, then why don't you do a documentary on Earl Woods? Like for me, it's so bizarre that it was so highly focused on his father. Like Tiger has two parents. He has a mother, he has a father. I don't think that the influence of Colonel Woods was all encompassing and that Tiger's mom had no say in anything. Like that's total BS. This documentary, it really does go into Earl like big time. And it makes it out to seem that he was this monster who sort of corrupted Tiger. And I would go as far to say like, thank God for Earl Woods. Like he really, he he is the reason that we have Tiger. And I don't agree with people who say like, oh, Tiger only likes golf because his dad liked golf. Like, come on. You think that Tiger was that invested in a sport just for his father who is no longer living at this point. Like, I I totally disagree with that. I think it's wild. I think that if, and I tweeted this out, if I, when I have children, if my 10 month old could hit a golf ball, (laughs) I would do the same thing as Earl Woods did. So for me, it's like so bizarre that we're so negative on Tiger's upbringing because the guy did some pretty amazing stuff. Sure, he has faults. Who doesn't have faults? He is a human. And the fact that we don't view him as a human is because of all the incredible things that he has done athletically. For me, I think that this doc is is misplaced. If this was going to come out, it should have came out six or seven years ago. Mm. Not now. Yeah. Not in 2021. No yeah, way. That's a great point. Why now, I guess, is the question. Yeah, why now? And Absolutely. I guess maybe, Bridget, it's because he had that second climax with the 2019 masters and then you know you can tell a story of the peak the valley and then back to somewhat of a peak again but you know the more you talk about it the more i hear about it the less inclined i am to really watch this because i know what's coming like we know the story we lived the story bridget following him all these years it's like we're not going to be thrown any real curveballs yeah, we might hear a few details here and there from Stevie Williams or Rachel Yucatel about Tiger, but I guess what real truth could there be 10 years later? Uh, you know what I mean? Right. And it, it's nothing against them. It's just the fact that, hey, details get lost after a decade. I mean, right. it's not their fault. They might just accident- accidentally leave something out or what have you. So Tiger's camp weighed in. Bridget, I'm sure you saw the statement from Mark Steinberg, Tiger's agent. Quote, just like the book, it is based off of the upcoming HBO documentary is just another unauthorized and salacious outsider attempt to paint an incomplete portrait of one of the greatest greatest athletes of all time. So, I mean, kind of like what you were saying, Bridget, very incomplete, gaping hole 
honestly, with this whole production. So it really is seemingly just what could be the most dramatic possible story of Tiger Woods with leaving a lot of details out. And also, I guess the makers of this and the writers of this book just latched on to a very unique story in golf and tried to tell it in an overly dramatic way. And I watched the trailer and that's all I needed to know about how gloomy and not upbeat this is going to be. And that's why right off the bat, I thought, okay, maybe I wouldn't even be interested in watching this. So, you know, I understand the debate and I wanted to read what Lisa Cornwell had to say on Twitter. She has been in the news a lot lately due to other reasons that we don't need to get into with her uh, situation at Golf Channel, but she did say, on Twitter, quote, one word for the HBO documentary on Tiger Woods, effing disgraceful. He's a private citizen who was forced to face his demons publicly, which he did and became a better man. All of those, quote, sellouts should be ashamed. No amount of money is worth that label. Somebody in the golf media world who was on that documentary responded, and that's where we had a little bit of Twitter beef that I was alluding to earlier in this show which makes this whole documentary even more interesting. Bridget, what do you make of really the, I guess, back and forth that we're seeing on social media about this documentary? And are you siding with anybody on this? I think that Tiger has always been polarizing. I think that a lot of people grapple with like, how can I be a fan of him as an athlete and not a fan of him as a person? And and if that's how you view things, that's fine. It, it's not how I view things. I'm a fan of Tiger. I, I think he is an incredible golfer. I think that everyone has things that they aren't proud of. I mean, if you don't, then God bless. I don't know. You're perfect, I guess. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing great if you have nothing that you're, you're not sort of proud of. And and he has a lot of things like Lisa said that he's dealt with publicly that he's not proud of. And is that fair? No, but that comes with the territory of, of being a professional athlete. And the documentary did get into that when he was younger and he sort of had this glimpse of what his future life would be like in, in relation to fame. And he wasn't a fan. And I think that the documentary did portray that accurately. Accurately, I think we all know that Tiger is a very private individual and that he was thrust into the spotlight, but that's because he was uber talented. So it's like, it, it's a double-edged sword for me. I, I have my own opinion. I'm not going to really side with anyone in that sense. Right. My opinion is that he had a very interesting upbringing and like, I want to even throw out how in the Asian culture, they have something called like a tiger mom, where the whole theory behind an upbringing is that you have like a track for your child. And that's kind of how that culture is driven. So if you want to compare his upbringing to other people, then man, you got a whole lot of people to compare him to, because all of our childhoods are different. We all come from different families. We all have different parents. So I think it's very 
normal and natural that people are going to have opposing viewpoints about this documentary, not only in the sense that it's framed a little negatively. And as Tiger's Cam said, it, it skews totally to a myopic viewpoint of Tiger um, as not only the athlete, but as the human. So for me, I, I don't, I'm not surprised by the, the, the totally polar opposite viewpoints of people in the media. I think that it's, it's definitely going to be uh, an expected thing when the topic is Tiger. I just think that this doc is not doing him justice, not in the sense of like, I want him to be painted as this god that we should all worship and oh my gosh he's done so much for golf like no that's not it at all but at some point it would be nice to see the the other side of the the camera lens so to speak like we're all hearing from the people who were taking the photo we're not hearing from the person who was having his photo taken so like if you just want to look at it that way Think about it when you're looking through the lens or when you're someone being photographed, you're looking at like two totally different things, but the subject matter is the same. It's Tiger. So what do you say, Bridget, playing devil's advocate here to the defense that, well, hey, we hit him up. We tried to get him on the documentary and he didn't want to do it, didn't want to tell us his side of the story. So if you have HBO saying that, for example, how would you respond? <sighs> Because they might say that. I don't know if they even have already, but you know. It's hard because when you, okay. So when you produce something like this, you as a producer, you want that angle, you want it. And if he's not gonna give it, then you gotta question what you're doing. That's mm -hmm. my problem. If I was the EP on this project, and I reached out to the subject matter and I was going to frame it as like, hey, we know you're private. We know that you don't want anything to do with this, but here's what we have in the works. And like, if you want your input to be seen or if you want at all for like the light to be shine different, shown differently, then we're going to need like something from you. And for me, I think that you could have and this is like so hard to say because I understand from the TV side that it's like really hard to get something like this done when you don't have the input of the person you're doing it on. Right. But people do it all the time when people have passed away and it doesn't have to be like this. It doesn't have to be so one-sided. So for me, like, it's hard to say like what, what you asked, but like there had to have been a point of contention where someone in the room when they were reviewing these tapes and these interviews, because <laughs> imagine like all of the footage that they had to go through to get these sound bites from people. That is interview after interview after interview. Putting a documentary together is a painstaking process. There had to be at some point, someone had to have thought to themselves, we are only telling literally one person's POV of this story. And that one person is a conglomerate of the same side, the same point of view. It's just like, they want to make Tiger out to be. And like, so this is where I get into the social media conversation of this sort of explains some of the indiscretions that Tiger has done. 
But I don't think we have to do that. I don't think you have to reason with something that he has already taken the claim for. He has already, whether it's apologized or whether it's given an explanation, he has done it. There has never been an instance where we haven't had Tiger come out and explain what went on. We know so much about the negative things that he's he's had to go through in his life. And that's a, that's like pretty unfair if you think about it. And I get it, he's in the public eye. But my thing is there had to have been someone at some point who said like, we're kind of like on a smear campaign for his whole life up until such and such point. And I know that it ends with him winning the masters and it ends on a really high note. And like, that's all fine and good. But for him to have gotten to that point two years ago, you're making it seem like he literally had to like trek through like the most horrible life experiences imaginable. And that's just not the case. Like, yeah, he's, he's had a lot of difficult things thrown at him, but I feel like those things being highlighted is a little uninteresting. So like, if you want to say like, we're trying to make this theatrical and like interesting and try to pull in people who aren't just golf fans, you're kind of going the wrong way about it. It, this to me is uninteresting. Like I was bored last yeah. night. I was really bored. And if I was someone who, who didn't know anything about Tiger, I would have turned it off. Mm. I only kept it on because I was interested in seeing footage that I had never seen before. I just wanted to see if there were video clips that I, I had, you know, never viewed before. And that's like weird. That was my incentive. Yeah. I'm just hanging on. Cause I want to see if there's any like unearthed video in this doc. The storytelling was was bad <laughs> like I wish I had a better word than bad but it was it was just frustrating it's frustrating as and I'm a huge tiger fan so yeah I'm coming from the opposite end of the spectrum but it's frustrating as a person who hasn't really had to deal with all that tiger has dealt with it's frustrating for me to see it have to be drudged up drudged up like this and almost as like well, this is why all of those things happened. This is why he is the way he is. He was around his dad when he was younger. And his they act dad, like they have all the answers. Yeah, exactly. His dad cheated on his mom all the time. And he was a young kid and he saw it happening. So that's why he cheated. And then, you know, he grew up in a really hard, like scheduled family. So that's why he went, uh, he got a little outlandish and we, and he went off the deep end and went off the rail. Like there's a, like, this is why this is X, Y, and Z equals who tiger is and it's like that's like so not the case at all I, and and for me it's it's so not the case and i could say that because one we've heard from tiger and he 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 deeply was deeply apologetic about things deeply when he shouldn't have had to have been like there were some things that were so private he he okay here i'm gonna take a step back yes he had to be deeply apologetic to elon yes to elon <laughs> yes he had to be deeply apologetic to his parents to his mother to elon to his children sure to the general public come on like he owes us nothing he owes us nothing literally as a person who is a huge fan of his and who like has been a fan of his for a very long time he owes me nothing he lives his own life. He is his own person. He can do whatever the heck he wants to do. If he wants to hurt the people in his life, 
he can apologize to those people. He owes the media nothing. He owes golf nothing. He has given us a lot. So at this point in time, in 2021, to put this out there is so disrespectful to him that like, I totally agree with, with Lisa. I, I would drop the, drop the F-bomb too. This it's, it's kind of, it, it, it's disgraceful. It you really know what? Is. Tiger, honestly, back then, Bridget, during the apology era, if you will, could have just threw up a middle finger to all of us and been like, hell no, I don't need to do anything to you guys. I already talked to my family. I'm going to go play the masters. See ya. Like, honestly, he could have done that, and I would not have cared. He did not need to apologize to me, to you, to anybody listening. I feel like everybody agrees with that. He needed to figure it out with his own inner circle, if you will, perhaps the people he was involved with as well, and then move on. And honestly, from his perspective, this scandal was over after that apology. So why would he go back on that documentary and revisit all of that? Now, I'm going to pivot a little bit because. I did read an article today, you could tell has gone through a lot herself uh, due to the transgressions. And for the first time in 10 years, she wanted to set the record straight, I guess, Bridget. This probably is in part two. So I do feel some sympathy for her being called names and bullied and basically not given a chance to really tell her side. And she honestly is kind of like Tiger in that, hey, I made this mistake, but that does not define me. Let me tell my story on this documentary. So I can kind of understand her viewpoint too, because she wants to set the record straight, I guess. Yeah, it's a little Monica Lewinsky-ish. It's like- That's fair. Uh, for me, that's great if you want to set the record straight, but set the record straight with the people who matter. Like the public doesn't matter to now Tiger, different story. Sure. I understand why he had to come out and make public apologies. And sure. I, I get it. All I was saying is that he doesn't owe us anything, but if you're just like, Oh, I want to clear my name. Why? Then I like, I'm going to go this, the psychology route. Why do you feel it's so necessary? What, like, what, what is that going to do for you? That's the psychology major right there. I love like, it. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I'm, I'm going to spin it on its head and be like, who who really, like, how is this fruitful? Because in my point of view, this isn't going to be fruitful for you, honey. Like, you're going on HBO. It might be worse. You're right. So, like, for me, like, there's no reason to bring up the past. I I am a big Real Housewives fan, and I'm going to quote Teresa <laughs> Judice. Why are you bringing up the past? Like at this point, like, what are we doing here? That, for me, that's the whole thing. It's like, what, what are we doing here? What are we accomplishing? So I don't know. I'm going to tune in for part two. So you are going to watch. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. yeah I, I have to finish things. Like if I start something, I got to see it through. So We have a, uh, by the way, pretty big housewives show on this very network. I feel like you should guest on there because she's, pretty hilarious the host and I feel like you would have a lot of fun with her but anyway I've been watching Housewives for over half my life yeah so you're really in the know with all that yeah like I have learned vocab words that were on my SAT like literally on the SAT that I took from Bethany Frankel like I learned SAT vocab words from her New Jersey New York which one that's that's the big apple that's New York okay gotcha gotcha all right. Well, there you go. <laughs> little housewives <laughs> tangent. 
Okay, so you're going to watch it and you're going to let me know about it next week and then I will make my decision from there, but it sounds like I'm not going to watch it, so. That's fine. I'll fill you in, Cam. There you go. I appreciate you. All right, let's talk about some other news across the PGA Tour. The 2022 PGA Championship, you may have heard, will not be played at Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey. Reportedly, the president is livid about this. And the PGA CEO basically said it's the only course of action for us at this point because, I mean, in a way, the world is sort of crashing down, the digital world, if you will, on the president. No Twitter, no Facebook, no Instagram, what have you. Bridget, I honestly don't care about this story. <laughs> like, I really don't care where the PGA Championship is in 2022. I just want it to happen. So, I mean, I don't even think, like, the most ardent Trump supporter really cares because they're not benefiting from the Trump organization, like monetarily speaking. So it's like, who cares? But I did want to bring it up because we have a venue change. So. Yeah. I'm also like, okay, fine. I, I also don't care where it is hosted. Now I do agree with it not being hosted there, but where it goes, like there's so many, where would you like to see it? Like, I, I don't care, like yeah. wherever it, did you say it should go back to Harding Park so that those fans get what they deserve? Is that did, didn't you say that to me? Uh perhaps I did. And that yeah, would be nice. Yeah, so I agree with that. Like, sure, let's let's go back. I think that it was uh definitely something that had to be done. I, I was actually a little surprised by it. And I don't know if that's good or bad that I was surprised by the PGA of America or not. But I I feel like planning out venues takes a long time and this being next year I was a little surprised well you got to think it was probably a big project for the president in his post office years hosting sure. this pga and you know understandably he is livid but you know what there's a lot more going on in the world than a pga championship at trump national so i think it probably is the right decision so but again who cares whatever fine we'll pick another venue uh speaking of major championships the masters could have some patrons. Augusta National announced today that it is planning to host, quote, a limited number of patrons this year. By the way, the Augusta National Women's Amateur, as well as the Drive, Chip, and Putt are scheduled to happen. They did not in the most recent Masters. So, Bridget, limited number, whatever that means, right? Yeah, limited number. That's like Willy Wonka and the golden ticket, I feel <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna have to be really high on some sort of list I chuckled when you were like gonna have limited patrons I, I don't even know if you want to call them patrons I feel like CEOs people of elite uh standing I I don't from the upper that. east side if you will yeah sure upper east side of what <laughs> of life um I I think that it'll be like a person a plus one and and it'll be very very limited and I think that they already have this list well in play I know that attending the masters is kind of like a little nugget that a lot of companies like to take prospective clients or what have you so I think a lot of that that make good type of stuff will be happening and so yeah a lot of the elite will be at the elite <laughs> to you the elite <laughs> yeah i mean even in a full event it's really hard to get a master's ticket and now we're talking about just limited yeah whatever that means so sorry folks probably not 
going to be a thing for everybody listening out there to go to the Masters, but maybe it will. Who knows? Maybe you're working at Goldman Sachs and you can get in. I don't know. But it is nice to see more people will be there and we can hear so some. Positive. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I know. Maybe maybe you'll be working at Goldman Sachs the next month. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You never know. So it will be nice to hear some clapping at next year's Masters so or this year's. So that is good. All right, Tournament of Champions last week. Harris English gets the W, first victory since 2013. Honestly, this guy has been playing really good golf ever since the PGA Tour restart back in June. I mean, has been consistently good across the board, especially with his ball striking. So it is not too much of a surprise that he finally captures a W. He is now inside the top 20 in the world. Beating out our picks, Bridget, Dustin Johnson, your pick, and Xander Shoffley, my pick. Both those two uh, finishing inside the top 11, but good for Harris. Yeah, he was trending. Um, I was surprised to hear that he hadn't won since 2013. Yeah. And I I feel badly about this, but I I might have fallen victim to the Hudson Swafford issue. (laughs) Because I was like, wait, didn't he just win? Um, No, he did not. Uh, yeah, he's been trending like he was going to win. I would have said he was going to win last year. I was going to say he would. I feel like he's been playing well for a really long time now. Um, so to have that long streak snapped, I think is awesome. And congrats to Harris English. And so for this week, we stay in Hawaii. Wai Lai Country Club, one of the shorter golf courses on tour, just barely over 7,000 yards as a par 70. It is the Sony Open this week. Bridget still has a lead in our picks contest. I like got $100,000 into her lead. So I guess that's sort of nice, but it's still pretty sizable as we stand. Uh, Cam Smith, the defending champion, And I'm going to go ahead and reveal my pick right here, right now. Definitely a plotter's type of course. So you would think maybe a Webb Simpson, a Kevin Kisner. Those are good picks. But I'm going to go with the reigning PGA champion, Colin Morikawa. Led the field in strokes gained tee to green through three rounds last week. He lost it completely in the fourth round. But I'm willing to look past that. So give me Morikawa. I feel like he can really thrive on the plotter courses because – He's not the greatest or longest driver out there, but his iron game is really supreme. So I'm going to go with him this week. All right. I like it. He just graced the cover of Golf Digest and it said, Cool Colin Collected. Oh, I like that. So I think it's a good pick. I'm going with Daniel Berger. I feel like every time I look at the leaderboard, he's on the first page. He finished 10th last week in the Tournament of Champions. I just think he's he's playing really well off the tee. His approaches are great. He played really well last week. I liked everything I saw about him. I don't like that he dips, but what are you going to do? Um, so I'm going with Berger this week. Okay, historical lesson. Going back to the St. Jude, you picked Daniel Berger, tied for second. Going back to the Tour Championship, you picked Daniel Berger, T15. So... Wow, I really I like for a vegan, I really like burgers. You certainly do. So how about wow. that for irony? <laughs> That's wild. I yeah, I, I caught into Daniel Burger. I I was um at home last week and my dad and I were watching. I forget which round it was, but Burger hit a shot and my dad was like, Wow, that kid's good. And I, and I didn't know who it was. And then I, I was like, 
dad, that was Daniel Berger. He was like, that was Daniel Berger. I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, wow. He got really good at golf. And I was like, wait, <laughs> was he bad at golf? And my dad was like, well, I just like put him in the same category as like Justin Thomas and he's no Justin Thomas. And I was like, you compare everyone to Justin Thomas. I was like, that's kind of a hard, that that's a little rough. And he was like, no, I mean, he's just like that kind of age. And so it was funny to hear my dad be like, wow, when did Berger get good at golf? And me, me being like, Berger is the best player. <laughs> like week in and week out, I'm like, Daniel Berger is going to be in the top 10. And my dad was like, wow, Daniel Berger can play golf. Oh, you certainly believe so. And I do too. He's been really consistent just across the board. So I feel like he's going to pop off for sure. And it could be this week. So pop off, pop off, baby. It could be this week at the Sony open. We shall see. All right. Well, Bridget, enjoy part two, I guess, sort of, (laughs) I guess maybe enjoy isn't the best word, but get through it. And uh, we'll talk about it next week right here on the uh, Tiger Woods show. I can only hope it takes a little bit of a positive turn. Right. Yes. Of course, with the Masters in 2019, you would think so. So there you have it, folks. Be sure to follow us on social media, and we'll be back here next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.